Hey guys, welcome back to Tribe of Unicorns. I'm your host, Kendra, and today I'm talking with Wani Manley. She is a lawyer and specializes in working with creative entrepreneurs. I know most of us have started our own businesses already or are thinking of it, and usually the legal side of things is probably something we put to the back burner or think, oh, I'll take care of that later. Well, Wani is going to tell us why that is a terrible idea and that you need to talk to somebody just like her to get your business legally set up to protect yourself. So get ready for a great episode. Grab that cup of coffee and let's go. All right. Welcome to Tribe of Unicorns. Today, I am sitting with Wani Iris Manley. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Hello, everybody. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you are, first of all. I am actually in Paris right now. I'm Paris, France. <laughs> okay. So Paris to New York. Love it. <laughs> now, um, what is your traditional title? My traditional title is actually a corporate business lawyer. Um, however, I've got so many other things after my name now. So definitely an entrepreneur. Um, I've had um, two different companies I've been running. My law firm, W. Manley PA, for 12 years. And then my most recent company, I just started back in April, my COVID project, or my COVID company, I should say, Where Inspiration Meets Law. I'm also a best-selling author of uh, Get Out of Survival Mode and Live the Life That You Really Want. That's my first book. I'm publishing another book this year. Another one coming up like next year as well, too. So many different things. Long, long time ago, I was a certified Zumba instructor. And um, yeah, so this is, I do, I just follow my heart. I, I know, I don't know if you're into human design, but I'm a manifesting generator and it's just like, we just do whatever light is up. Yeah. I, well, I, I found you on Instagram. I don't know how initially, but immediately I was like, oh my God, she's such a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I loved your story. I read about um, how you felt called to um, make the moves that you've made. And I, I live my life the same way. If I feel that something is misaligned or if I just have a gut feeling that something needs to change or I need to go in a certain direction or I, you know, I try and listen to that. So I would love to hear about your journey and how, where you started and how you ended up in Paris and what you're Wow. So my journey is like, so I, this is a country number five I've actually lived in. So I was actually born in Minneapolis. My parents are from West Africa, Liberia, but I was only in Minneapolis for about a year. And then I was in Africa from one year until age nine, came back to the U.S. And then I was in Texas, went to Houston, you know, did elementary school and middle school and high school, then went to Austin for university UT. From there, I went to law school in Chicago, I went to Spain and studied there, lived there. I lived in Italy as well, too, then went back to uh, Chicago. Then I ended up in Miami getting my first job. Um, after law school, I was a practicing attorney, so I've been there. And then in 2010, um, I woke up one morning on New Year's Eve, and um, I was at a really low point in my life. Um, my business was just kind of like, you know, tanking. Uh, my heart was broken from kind of a relationship. And I just like told myself, like, you know, Wani, you don't have any business going out and partying tonight. It's like stay at home and just analyze your life. So I did this thing where this organic process where I literally just like, I just, you know, I started with meditation. And then I wrote that everything I had accomplished that year, which is like a very, very short list. 
And then I did, and I went to look, uh, I made a list of all the things I had failed at, which was like way, way longer. And then I just basically went, I took self-responsibility. I went through every single, you know, failure and I was like, okay, what was really going on? Bottom line, I was in love and my head, well, my, my, I wasn't in my business, you know? Yes. And so that um, I had just, I had started the spiritual path around the same time. And I just knew that my life was created by my limiting beliefs. And so I just wrote on every single limiting belief that I had a brown piece of paper bag. I tore it up. I got on all hands and fours and I was praying to the universe, God, asking just to help me, you know, to eliminate all those, like, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough, blah, blah, blah. And then the next part of the day, I took a journal. I always have a brand new journal that I begin with each year. And it had the word imagine on it. And I literally wrote in that journal for hours upon hours of everything I wanted to be, do, or have. And for the first time in my life where, you know, you've heard the phrase or the, you know, the statement, you know, think big or think bigger, mm -hmm. you know? For some reason, it was that particular day. And I've never been able to touch that level of, like, connection to it. It wasn't just some theory, but it was like, literally, I was just like writing the most outrageous thing. I always tell people like, I feel like I was writing what Elon Musk must think like on a daily basis. <laughs> so far out there, you know? Then I started visualizing, I was chanting everything. And when midnight came around, I just like passed it because I was exhausted. I've been there at six o'clock that morning. And then I started having this phenomenon in Miami where like three days later, like my entire world, which is like, Miami is like 99% of like Latin people, you know, Latin Americans. And all of a sudden, it was like all these signs pointing me to France, French culture. I mean, it was like neon lights, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what the hell's going on? I have zero connection to France. My family's from, you know, a non-Francophone African country, Liberia. It's like, we don't know anybody there. You know, I wasn't like your typical American. That's all like cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs about anything that's just made in France. You know what I mean? For me, it's Italy. And it was just really bizarre. So I actually came here. I booked a hotel in, in near the Eiffel Tower because a lot of the signs were, you know, along the Eiffel Tower. And I was here for four days. It's like in this like meditative state. Like, okay, what's the message? Like, why am I being bombarded with all the signs about Paris? I ended up getting nothing except getting sick because it was so freaking cold. And I was here like in Miami, tight clothes. Miami, like it's no winter. Yeah. Then I went to the I went to French Riviera for the first time, and I, I went to every single city along the Riviera Central Pay. When I was in Monaco, I had this very strange experience where I knew everything, I knew where to go. It was just really crazy. And I remember like coming out of a restaurant, and I came across this like water fountain. I'm a Pisces, and I saw this huge water fountain with two different, the, 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 you know, the sign of, of Pisces, and I finally heard your life is in transition from a lawyer to a writer. And I was like, that's it. Like, I was so disappointed to be quite honest with you. I was like, I was expecting like fireworks, like it was really like bombastic and it was just so basic to me, right? So I went back to Miami thinking so much for that and that would be the end of it. And it actually wasn't. The signs like intensified. It was so overwhelming. Like every single day it was Miami, Miami, I mean, Paris, Paris, Paris. And one day I was working downtown Miami and I remember like being a building and it was just so high up and I just saw like yellow butterflies. And I'm like, this is strange to have butterflies flying quite this high. And the minute I heard that, I just heard move. And I looked at my boobs and I just heard move to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> And I like thought it for like 20 seconds. I go, yes. I just said yes, you know, and didn't know anyone. And literally like, and when I said that energetically, the universe heard me 
And at the time I had my loft on the, you know, on the market that was like not moving whatsoever. We found a buyer, the bank accepted the sale. I sold my car. I oh gave God. all of my things to different charities in Miami and I just kept the best of the best and like my legal files because I had to keep my law. Right. And so I came to Paris. I didn't know a single person. I didn't know one word of French. I didn't have a plan A or plan B or plan C or a whole lot of, like I didn't have a bunch of stash of money either, but I just like, I just followed the guidance that was bringing me here. And so it, I always tell people it wasn't my ego that brought me here. I just trusted that whatever was calling me here, that it was just gonna present itself to me. And when I came, I began my speaking career here in Paris. Wow. I was featured and like my story got heard by a, like the most popular um, expat magazine here and it got featured. I became everybody like me like, oh my God, like people would recognize me in Paris. Like you, oh my God, you're the girl from Miami with the shaved head that moved because of following signs, you know? And so I started speaking and then people were like, can you help me? Can you coach me? And then I started writing books and then I became this lawyer, speaker, writer, coach. I mean, and now I'm like, I'm a professor. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I've been I've been asked to teach, I, just, I was given a contract to teach like mass or business communication skills to uh, master students that are, you know, the school of luxury department, the school of luxury, and they're working with the top fashion houses and luxury goods in France. And it's like, it's crazy what my life is like now. <laughs> wow. All because you really just said yes. Yeah. That's Completely. <laughs> So how do you, because you're quite a logical person. Um, how do you balance, you know, being driven and being an entrepreneur with the spiritual side of things, the callings, the, how, how do you walk that line? You know, I grew up in a very um, religious family, like both sets of my grandparents were just huge religious figures and, you know, and like in West Africa, Liberia. And I just grew up like going to church, you know, but there was always something within me that it feel that there was just like, there's something that's not quite kosher here. And it wasn't until when I found the spiritual path, you know, and just my teacher from London and then his teacher from India. And I just began really connecting with like true sages of just like really telling like the true essence of life. And it was like, this is what I've been looking for. And when I begin contact with that, and also to my, my family, it's just the women in our family are all seers, all very psychic. And we all have this like ability of just like trusting in the divine and just trusting that there's something else, whatever you want to call it, from every part of the world you're at, there's just more to this life than just me and you, you know? Right. And I just trust that implicitly, you know? And so, and I just believe that when you're following along that path, like there's a path for all of us. And I feel like the way to be on the right path where your true happiness lies is when you're following it and it's not what we've been fed. It's not necessarily going to get, you know, a four-year degree or go to college or, you know, going to law school and following like that path because and we, I heard some, somebody said to me that there was a one point in time where like most of the yoga teachers in New York were actually like former lawyers or like lawyers turned like yoga teachers, you know, I mean, it just goes to show you. So for me, I just trust that. And now I know I've been like, now I'm into human design and I, now I know that I'm, I've been following my whole human design this whole time, you know? But I just believe in all, I believe that. I believe in magic, quite honest with you, you know? But yet at the same time, as a corporate business lawyer who's been doing corporate, you know, working with corporations, I, and I, I like numbers, I like money, I like, you know, things, you know? So for me, I'll never be like high up on it. I can never be in a mountain. I can never just escape to the Himalayas. I, yeah. I have to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I'm because your article that I saw that you wrote, um, if you could repeat the title, because I, I will screw it up. But Girl, you don't need tarot, you need structure. Right. So <laughs> tell me about that, because it's exactly what I'm talking about. I live in this world of, um, you know, a lot of creative people and uh, even a lot of uh, people will come to me and say like, okay, well, you know, I'm not doing what I love. Um, and, you know, I've, I've gotten this sign. So I'm just, I'm going to sit and let the universe bring all the pieces to me. And, and I'm like, no, you got to like do something. You got to figure it out. You got to take action. And when I saw that article, I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so tell me about that a little bit. So it just came from, so on my Facebook or my social media is strictly business, you know, my Facebook anyway. And it's just that. And so, I mean, all of these entrepreneurs, I have coaches, I'm in coaching programs and I mean, all these strictly business groups. And it just blows my mind that there's so much like tarot card readings where women are asking, you know, women business owners, you know, because there's a difference between an entrepreneur and a business owner. I feel like there's a lot, there's, it's energetically, it's a lot more weight, right? Mm -hmm. And I was just shocked. There's like, there's a particular group that I'm actually in. It's called Women Helping Women Entrepreneurs. It's like 440,000 people in there. And it's free to join. However, you can become a standout member and pay like a monthly fee for $100 and you're able to do videos and, you know, and pitch, right? Or do sales posts. And I'm telling you, every single one of the, the lives that are in there is tarot card and oracle card reads. And I'm like, you're kidding me. And it's just, and the questions, you know, and that's what I've asked a question myself as well too, but it just blows my mind that in business type groups, like you would have like, it would just be the top tarot cards. And I was just like, and I know the questions that the people I've seen the women are asking, it's like, it's structure. Because mm -hmm. part of the problem is that, and you know, I'm a Pisces, so I'm quintessential free, you know, I can look how I came to Paris, but right? I'm not someone who is, I, you know, can be in a structure, but I also know that I, when I hire people, when I work with people, they're Virgos, you know what I'm saying? Like they're just, they're people that are just super efficient. They like numbers, they like charts. They can hold me accountable because I'm the, I'm the visionary, right? And so I always, like, I'm, you know, with my business now, it's like the, what people need, because all of us have these, we're heart centered, right? We're coming yes. from a place of passion, right? And there's not this like box limitation on it, right? Because we're coming from the, from the heart. And it's like, in order for that to really grow, and then like the coaching community is all preaching, it's all energy, it's all flow, it's all divine feminine. Everyone's like, you know, cramming down the whole divine, divine masculine. And for me, where I've had to, I'm having to still learn how to be more in my femininity because I'm coming from very dominated, like male energy from, I was in securities law for, you know, for crying out loud, you know, and I've always worked yeah. with male, you know? So it's like, you need both. And I've been, my whole message is like, you cannot have the abundance if you don't have a container for it. It's like, listen, if you can call yourself a business owner energetically, in order for the universe to send you a boatload of clients, it's not going to do that until you are actually prepared to actually do it. That means you have a contract. Do you have a corporation? It's like, you know, you, are, what if you get sued? You know, are you using right. like proper disclaimers? You know, and so it's like, I just want you to know that it's like the, 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 the 10K months that everyone's like, screaming you need to be having it's like who cares about that it's like get your structure down first you'll have unlimited income and like i'll say even i have my legal structure down but i'm still someone who needs the whole scheduling the whole automation all that stuff but it's like guess what i'm like in a calendar system right now right like i'm learning how to like literally live off of this thing mm -hmm. and it's like that is what's going to make the business actually prosper it's not going to be this like like one of my coaches said to me a couple of years ago she's like ronnie 
And freedom-based business is first created by structure. Yes. You're not going to make a, um, you know, a million dollars. I have a multiple six-figure business just, you know, winging it. Right. And oh, it's yeah. true. Yeah. I, when I started, I was very fly by the seat of my pants and I just thought, well, I'm a creative, so I don't really need structure and I don't really need plans. And very, very quickly I realized, oh, I actually do. Um, and it's, it's, uh, I think something a lot of people like there's a whole romantic idea behind starting a business or being an entrepreneur that you're constantly just following your heart and, you know, your purpose in life. But at the same time, like there's this whole other side, like you're, this is a business. Yes. And, you know, and it's a, and more than that, it's a huge, you know, unsolicited or untold entry into personal development and having all of your crap show up, like all of your self-esteem issues, all of your self-worth issues, the whole money thing and how much you're going to charge and like, you know, giving out free service. And it's like, nobody tells you all that the whole iceberg thing, you know, and it's like women need to get real. And I love how you put it like this is romanticized version. And I, and I actually, I blame the coaching community because everyone's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's unregulated field. People can put whatever they want in terms of like to lure to lure clients in. It's a, and it's all driven about how much money you're making, and no one's asking any questions. Right, right, right. Why is this kept? Only twenty percent of people are actually making money doing it. Right. Well, that's the craziest part. People will approach me to work with me, and they tout themselves as like this expert and blah blah blah. And then I look at their numbers and I ask them the questions that that you would ask, and they're they have no answers. They have no experience. They're just. I had this one kid connect with me and he was telling me, it was one of those, and I, I swear to God, if I see someone do this, there's two things that are driving me crazy right now. It's the Instagram reels pointing to words. Like if I see one more person do that, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, can we please be a little bit original? <laughs> and then the second thing is people just asking these weird questions about like, um, it's that magic potion. If you can wave a magic wand, what would, yeah. what, I hate that question. And for whatever reason, I answered one of these stupid things the other day in one of these networking groups that you're probably a part of too on Facebook. And this young kid messages me and is telling me um, uh, basically like how I, what I'm doing wrong, running my business and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, let me just talk to you a little bit about this and that. And I was like, excuse me, (laughs) wait a minute. You did zero research on my business. You don't even know what my company's called. And you're telling me that after 20 years, I don't know what I'm doing because you are, are, you know, you're telling me this canned response that one of your coaches told you to come back driving me nuts. I cannot stand that. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you though. I actually think disconnecting with someone who was doing the whole pointing and dancing. I'm like, I, this is not, I don't want to look at this on my Instagram. It's like, no, <laughs> I literally just did. It was this morning, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's driving me crazy. No, but I just think, you know, there's, there's, um, there, we're at a point in time where a lot of people are starting businesses and a lot of people are trying to figure out, well, how do I do this? They're looking at other people and trying to follow their, their secret sauce and their formula. But there is this whole underside that people don't realize. And you live there with structure, with having contracts. I mentor a lot of um, designers that are either just coming into the industry because they've made a life change or they've just graduated. They don't teach you this in school. They, and so many designers are coming out or, or any creative individual coming out of school and being in a position where they have to freelance. So 
what does that look like? You know, you need a, a quote, you need a contract, you need solid things. You need to have your business set up properly. Even if you're a solopreneur, you know, are, do you need a DBA? Do you need an LLC? Like, what does that look like? How do you protect yourself? And it's nothing they really teach to these young creative kids, which is terrible. And it blows my mind because I can tell you, I've been talking to so many coaches and they don't have any corporations actually set up at all. You know, actually I talked to a woman the other day and I'm glad I did because she was actually going to set up a DBA or, or set up a sole proprietor. And she said, she's like, you know what? I own my home. I'm in California. I'm really concerned about my home. And I was like, do not, please do not set up a sole proprietor. I was like, you know, for you, it would be an LLC explain to her a legal, the purpose of a business is to have a legal separation between you, your personal assets versus, you know, the, the business. And I was just like, the DBA, the sole proprietor is like, I feel like it's like a like candy. It's like, it's fake. It's a fake corporation. Right. I was like, you don't want that. You know, she's like, Oh my God, thank you so much. I was just about to do it. So, you know, I told the last minute the other day and I was like, you know what, if you, you know, and, and I hate the fact with the industry, specifically with the coaching industry where everyone's trying to say, okay, I'm going to get my, let me get my first client and then I'll come and do legal. Right. And of course I never do. And it's like, and I'm like, how, how can you say you're going to set up a, a, having a business is a legal action. I mean, it's a legal act. And it's like, why would you not come at first and see what like corporations do, you know? And I was like, before a corporation puts up a sign of some real for business, the first thing they come and see is a CPA to go and see an attorney because they know the two of us are the most vital, you know, parts of their business. And it's like, without, without having everything legally structured, they're not going to get anywhere, you know? And it's like right. entrepreneurs and creatives, especially, like I said, it's not taught at all. You know what I mean? And it's like, and I think there's a reason behind that as well too, right? And it's like, you know, you need to be really well-versed in all of that. You need to make sure you have your, your, your legal documents on your website, a privacy policy, a terms and conditions, you know, a disclaimer to make sure you're not, you know, you're not liable because like, for example, if you're a coach and you're a business coach, you need to make sure you have an earnings disclaimer saying, hey, listen, because I'm going to show you these numbers does not mean that this is actually, I'm not guaranteeing your results. I may put a testimonial up. Doesn't mean that's going to be your story as well too either. It all depends on to you, you know? So people need to be quite aware of all that. Your contracts, are you protected, you know, from getting sued, you know, or uh, you're, you know, from getting chargebacks because a lot of people are like, for example, PayPal and Square, are you even aware that those two entities, like one of them actually is more favorable towards in a chargeback situation for you as a business owner than the other one, which always side, typically pretty much sides with the, you know, with the other party, no matter what. It's like, you need to know all of these things, you know, as a real business owner, but it's like, you know, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a wrong perspective I find entrepreneurs have when it comes to legal, like, whereas corporations be you legal as, this is a, I mean, this is like essential. a no-brainer, it's essential, yeah. you know? Entrepreneurs see that, okay, when, you know, when things hit the fan, right? When things go south, when right. things go wrong. And then it's too then late. Kind of, it's too late, it's super expensive. So the whole, and I'm like, no, that's what you, you come from very, very beginning and get everything set up, especially now for, I mean, you can set up a business quite simply, you know what I mean? It's not, I always tell people like in terms of your structures, you don't need to become a Microsoft from day one. If for instance, if all you're dealing with from right now, you know, is a website, if that's all you have, then make sure you have your legal documents there. If all you're dealing with right now as a coach is you're having one-on-one -on -one clients, guess what? All you need is a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, client agreement. If you're running a group program or an online course, that's the terms and conditions, that's the terms of use. So it's like, you know, do with whatever you can, whatever you have. I understand it's COVID or it's pandemic and everyone's, you know, 
Scramble. 45 million people, you know what I mean, are, are unemployed, right? And it's like they're starting this business from nothing. And thank God we have like social media, we can actually start a business for free. But it's like, just, you know, make sure, set yourself up correctly. And when we talk about the spiritual part of that, it's like, it's all part of the energetics of it. You know, it's like, are you prepared to receive what you're asking for? And the universe will not give it to you if you're not. Yeah. Yeah. It just won't happen. Do you have um, something like a, like a checklist, especially for like brand new entrepreneurs or something like that, that we could share with the audience? Um, or they I'm actually creating that right now. I'm, I'm, so our website is going to be launch, launched in September. Okay. And so what I do have, so what I've been, I have a pop-up group on Facebook called Where Inspiration Meets Law, where every Thursday where I just go in and I give a free, I give a free training. And okay. so I'm actually creating like a PDF for something like this. And when I come onto shows like this, where I can give your audience. So what I would do is I would share with your, I would give you after um, where it's, a, it literally is a one hour um, uh, live stream or masterclass where I teach you what you need to become legal from every stage from when you first start your business to when you start growing to when you start scaling and like what you need to do including the trademark and copyright. And, and so I will share that with you and you can just like, you know, share it with your, with your people. That's so. awesome. You're yeah, because you know, and it changes so often. Like especially when you're dealing specifically with websites. Um, you know, we had the GDPR thing happen um, a couple years ago, and now every site has to be accessible. Um, you know, so just constantly staying on top of and having a good resource to go back to someone like you to say, hey, um, you know, what's next? What do I have to cover myself for now? Um, I think it's just so important for any sort of entrepreneur or business owner. Absolutely. And I also want to say with the website thing as well, too, that a very popular business model for entrepreneurs are membership sites. Mm -hmm. And I want to let people know that if you, okay, even like, we'll just take the coaching industry where that's unregulated, right? It's like the wild, wild west. Yes. Where anything goes. It's like, listen, when you have a membership site, that is actually covered by law legally on many fronts at the national level with the FCC, FTC, and then you have at, you know, various state laws, right? That protects the consumer. That is called, that's a, it's a subscription-based model. So right. therefore you need to have a separate terms and conditions or terms of use for your membership sites. Like you cannot use like your regular terms of use or terms of conditions that you have to generate public because number one, that's for the that's like your 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 business card right your, your mm -hmm. regular website stuff when you start you know taking people's credit card recurring payments recurring billings you need to let them know number one how you can cancel you know they can cancel where they can cancel number one that's legally in the united states that's by law you actually have to do that yeah you need to let them know what your refund policy is like when they can cancel and it's like you know you have to have that separate in, in a separate terms and conditions so it's very very important because if you don't your website could be shut down, you could be sued, you could have to give whatever revenue you've been generating from that membership site would all have to be, it could be have to return and have to pay a fine. Wow. So it's very, very important to is like, don't just start things, the same thing with masterminds, whatever a situation where you're in a setting where you're taking a recurring payment and it's like some exclusive group, and if I had a whole set of legals you know, for it. Yeah, it's so interesting because right now there's tons and tons of people teaching other people, the basic structure of how to build these things, but mm -hmm. nobody's talking about the legal implications. No, no, no. What's and the even worst I, that you've seen happen? In terms of what? Like somebody not being financial or not being legally set up correctly. 
For me, it's, uh, it's, I think it's like really like seeing so many coaches have books published and not, it's not even copyrighted or to not be using any contracts whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the, what the number one thing that Mystic that I actually see is like, it's this level of gross unawareness of what the law is. Like, for example, it's very typical where they, you know, you, um, you sign up for a program or first or to work with the coach. They advertise what their money, what their price is. They send you an invoice, and then they send you a contract to review. That's un, that's an unenforceable contract in contract law. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's null and void. That that client does not have to pay whatsoever. But nobody knows that, you know. And so I and I just did a, I did a masterclass, and people were blown away. Like, oh my god! Like, and I was like, yeah, I got ninety nine point nine percent of these contracts are invalid because of how their acts were executed. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so just the order and structure of things, you know, yeah. <sighs> so many small little pieces. Even being in business for 20 years myself, like, you know, so many times I've had my contracts re-looked at and every single time I go to somebody new, they find something different or the laws have changed. So now it needs to be edited and changed or depending on what the job is too. I mean, it's totally different. Um, it's very hard to navigate and even now like you know and i would say every contract that's been that's that was executed drafted pre-covid needs to be rewritten and it has to provide for covid uh, you know really pr- parameters in there as yeah if you, think of, if you think about it, like for if you look at sales contracts right like for mm-hmm. example where we were in these lockdowns there were so many um Deliveries could not, could not, you know, were not being able to be made. And so, for example, so a lot of like companies were using or, you know, service providers were using service providers or like just um, losing my, forgetting the word. But anyway, deliveries could not have been made and they were using the force majeure clause, right? And so now it was unprecedented where courts now were having to, to look at and say, oh my God, there's a lockdown. Is this, is this a natural disaster that really allowed a party to not perform in the contract? And the court said no. Really? You know, and if like, and if your contract didn't even have that, you're pretty much screwed. So it was like, you right. need to start, you, so all contracts need to have something in there about COVID. Wow. The force majeure, because we don't know what's, what's really going to happen, right? And so, yeah, yeah with, with deliveries and things like that, with production, that's mm-hmm. all I was looking for, the production costs. So yeah, everything needs to be, you know, and you also too, like, for example, if you're doing an event, right, your liability for that, if you're going to be having people in there, I mean, you need to start having people sign waivers for COVID saying, like, even for Donald Trump just recently had um, a rally, I believe. Yeah. And yeah, he had, I mean, when you, I, I saw the contract or it was like someone sent it to me or, or through my email and he, there was all these waivers, like, yeah, I'm holding this rally, but you know, you're coming and you're saying you're COVID. I'm not responsible. And you have to right. start, you know, those have to be in your contracts. Wow. I never even thought of that. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Oh, whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The COVID law now is like, I mean, it's got the whole court scrambling. It's open. It's a whole different new set of like law where everyone's trying to figure out that there's a whole vaccination stuff that's coming up. And then there's a whole, uh, you know, protocols of like, you know, the, vi- the keeping the environment safe and, you know, not fearing, you know, or, being sued like that's why a lot of companies aren't doing these events because they don't want to be sued you know it's like yeah if it's in the air or whatever you know it's like how i didn't even think of that i wonder if a lot of companies aren't bringing their their workforce back into the office due to possibly being sued for 
for not providing a safe environment. And the thing about it, yeah, it, it is. And the, the data is just, I mean, every day it changes, right? I mean, today's math is no good. Tomorrow, I mean, it's been, how many times has Fauci said, you know, or the, you know, the Deb CDC said, you know, it's not, it's not necessary. You don't need to wear it. And it's like, there, it's, it's a moving target, right? And so companies are kind of like, I'm putting my hands away from that. You don't stay at home. Yeah. And, you know, we can do everything through Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Zoom and, and conferencing and things like that? Are there legal implications for that as well? Like, is there anything to look out for as far as doing things virtually? Um, you know, it's not hard. So the, 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 the issue of mental illness that no one's really talking about, but it's under the cut, like where everyone, because of the isolation. Mm. Uh, and so I, it will be very interesting as, you know, um, like I know here in France and in Europe, there's a huge, there's a high suicide rate because people are just like, they're losing it, right? I mean, I, I mean, I'm an extrovert and even me, my body still feels like it's in a lockdown stage, even though I can go outside and go to a rest. I mean, it's not, it's a, it's a traumatic experience, right? And so it'll be interesting to see in the next coming months, in about a 12 months or so thereafter, the losses are going to be coming from the isolation from all of that, you know, from not being able to go. Then there's also privacy issues as well, too, you know. And That's people, what I'm wondering. Like, I'm sitting in my house right now instead of in my office. You know, I have things behind me that maybe could, I don't know. I mean, is, are there things for people to look out for when they're doing this sort of thing? Legally? Um, you just want to like, you know, for example, if you've got young kids that are coming, that are coming, you know, coming in and out, things like that. So, you know, private, I just feel like if, cause I'm in France right now and it's like, it's just such huge loss with in terms of like showcasing children, mm -hmm. like on the internet, you know, um, my ex-boyfriend actually was, so he's in HR. And so he was, they were, of course, everything's been on Zoom and what he was saying to me, what's been happening now with him is like, as everyone's like having Zoom calls and you see how, how people are living. So now there's like jealousy in terms of like the salaries and everyone's like, wait, well, how much is she making? <laughs> so there's that whole aspect of like, everyone wants their salaries to be adjusted because they're seeing how the other halves are actually living. <laughs> Whereas when, you know, when everyone's going to the office, it's like, you know, what it really knows, you know? So I thought that, that was, that was really quite interesting. Yeah. Too, you know um so that's just really it and it's just like of course the you have to look at the the long term you know because i'm a former litigator the screen usage you know like um, because this is not safe to be always looking at the screen and so everyone's like that you're looking at the long-term effects on yeah. the eyes and you know the psychological aspect you know uh, effect from all of that it's and amazing if, how fast it happens too like i'm just watching tv the other night and um the the people on the show hugged somebody else and I was like, <gasps> like whoa, yeah. hold on, what are you doing? It just, yeah. it blew my mind that I had that reaction and it was so quick. I, to be quite honest with you, I've done it as well too because, to be quite honest with you, I don't like, there is no COVID in my brain. Like I'm not, like there's just, I don't resonate with it at all and I'm not living in fear, you know? And it's just like, although I, I'm not saying it's not real, I just, can see that two plus two does not equals four is what they're trying to say, what the world's trying to present. And I'm not getting caught up in that hype and being afraid, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but I also recognize other people are, and I respect that everybody has their choice, but it's just my nature, just like hug people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's been weird. It's Super very weird. 
like to have that boundary on human connection and human touch is just like now all of a sudden you have to think about it like all right am I infringing on someone else's beliefs or or opinions just by like extending my hand it's very it's very bizarre Completely. You know, the, one day I was in the, I go to the supermarket every single day. I'm vegetarian. So it's like, you just constantly yes. buy it, you know, <laughs> buy it fresh, fresh, you know? And I remember like, these people know me in the store. And I remember like, you know, cause you have to, we're well, not, you have to wear a mask everywhere. It's you have to wear a mask outside. I don't, you know, I don't wear, you no one's going to convince me that I'm safer putting a cloth on my, and restricting my breathing from clean air than I, so I don't do it, but I do when I go into a store, I will put it on. And I remember like smiling twice at one of the employees there, and he just had this like didn't it didn't dawn upon me. Hey, Wani, he doesn't he's not right, responding he because it. you have a mask because I'm like, like <laughs> I know, I know. It's like you have to like smile with your eyes or something. <laughs> that whole Tyra Banks thing, smiles. And and it was just like at the second time it really hit me, and I was just like the the disassociation, like it just really landed like what this is like really doing to us as, as humanity. And it's like, this is not a dress rehearsal people. It's like, I just think about babies and like with their mothers, like babies look, they need the facial expression from the mother to actually yeah. bond. And that's going to be missing. So it's like, it's, it's a mess. Yeah, it's, it's definitely <laughs> bizarre. So what's next for you? Ah, what's so I'm super excited to be, you know, to be launching where inspiration meets law, which is um, my new baby. It's a, it's a premier law center to, you know, to provide entrepreneurs, coaches, heart center businesses with all their legal contracts and templates and trademarking copies. They can really protect their business. So that's one aspect of it. And then it's also to uh, provide a legal training. So like, you know, give that education that yeah. people were not, you know, are not, um, we're never taught. And so I'm launching that. And then after that, um, I've got a couple of book projects. And so I will then start to move to publish my next book. There is spirituality. There is truth, which is off. It's about the spiritual path. Mm-hmm. What nobody tells you when you actually get on it, you know, everyone's like <laughs> lures you in and it's like, and I'm just like, it's actually hell. Let me just tell you how. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, like the whole dark night of the soul. I'm like, it's like, no, it's like seven years, by the way. It's not just one night, you know what I mean? But it's just like letting people really know that what you're getting yourself into, this is like, it's huge. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just, you know, I'm going to go to yoga and put my, you know, my green juice and have my Lululemon pants on look cute. It's like, when you start setting intentions to see this or to release this, it brings up like all of your crap, you know? Yeah. And so, and it's not pretty, you know, it's very scary. And I've gone through some scary times and people seem like living in Paris, like, oh my God, lift and I'm like, if you only knew that I've been through here. <laughs> like I have faced through every single fear, you know, not enough money and like instability of the yin yang, like living in like 17 different apartments, you know, um, losing clients, not being able to speak the language, isolated from my family and just could not be able to talk to my friends. Everyone's like, oh my God, you live in Paris. Like, what are you talking about? You know, everyone's super face me, you know? So just letting people know, like, when you take that path, and I'm not talking about the law of attraction, let me manifest my dream. I'm talking about really wanting to become the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a whole lot of facing things you don't want to face. That's what that book yeah. is about. And then I'm also writing uh, my Paris memoir, which talks about the story of how I actually left Miami and came to yeah. Paris without knowing a single person. So, so I've got that going. And I also want to do a TED Talk. So I'm, I'm, since the whole speaking, you know, I'm a speaker, but I didn't. Yeah. 
I didn't do like what most speakers did um, in terms of like the whole virtual route because for me, I, I like podcasting, mm-hmm. but the whole, I'm going to get the keynote via Zoom, I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, I was yeah just you want to stand there in heels and yeah, on exactly. the stage with the lights. <laughs> yeah. So for me, this is what came out was, you know, where inspiration means loss. So, but I just think for me, the next big step would be do a TED, uh, do a TED talk. Yeah. So I definitely that, get that going and hopefully have a baby, you know, and, ha- and have a... So that's, yeah, it's more of the balance of bringing out both sides of the life as well. I'm happy. Yeah. Oh, balance is everything, right? Yes. <laughs> I focus on it all. Yeah. Oh, well, I love that. I'm so excited to read your next book. And um, when your website goes live, point people in that direction, because I think that's going to be so, so huge. Like I said, there's just so many people right now that don't maybe didn't necessarily always think they were going to be freelance or be an entrepreneur or try and start a business. And now they're in a position where they sort of have to be creative and think outside the box. So starting with legal is super important. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all your knowledge. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I wanted to thank Wani for coming on the show. She opened my eyes to so many things that I wasn't aware of. You can find her on wanimanley.com and then go click on where inspiration meets law. She just launched some really cool legal templates for coaches and online businesses. Or you can find her at the lovely Wani on Instagram. She's super inspirational aside from being absolutely brilliant. So go follow her and I hope you guys love this episode as much as I love talking with her.